Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, welcome to My First Time, a mostly sexy sex podcast from Broadly. My name is Zing Sing. He pinned her to the wall, legs entwined, grinding. Hands slid up and down her nubile body, slick with sweat. Today on My First Time... More and more people are reading erotic fiction. Fifty Shades of Grey made sure of that. Alma Zohini is an erotic fiction writer, as in she writes sexy stories. She's been writing about sex from her perspective as a woman of colour in the UK for the past decade or so. She's even launched her own website, part erotica and part sex ed, on kayleedanielsdated.com. This is her story, or rather, to start, this is some of her erotic writing. Lips locked and tongues flicking, serpentine. Together they edged to the wall. They could feel the bass throbbing in their chests. He pinned her to the wall, legs entwined, grinding. Hands slid up and down her nubile body, slick with sweat, slipped inside her lace cups and pinched her already hard nipples. Moaning softly, she nibbled his bottom lip, then bit hard. Her bottom was squeezed harder still until she let out a small groan and encircled her legs around him. As they undulated, her pelvis sought out the tip and their hungry eyes locked. Startled, they leapt apart. Our guest has been writing for a while. She started when she was just 18 years old, before she'd even had sex. Yes, yeah, so I'd gone to visit someone at university and I think had some snogging times in a club with some boy. And then on the way back on the train, I remember thinking about it and I remember thinking about how hot it was. And I just had a notebook with me, so started writing something on the way back. So it's fiction, but it was kind of from some of those feelings I'd experienced then. It probably took me the whole train journey to write. I remember closing my eyes and writing a couple of sentences and then giggling to myself and then scribbling them out and like trying trying something else. I'd been writing blog posts and things about my life and about current affairs before that, so I was quite used to writing stuff, but I'd never written anything that was erotic. But I really, really, really enjoyed it. 
These days, we often forget that we're humans with bodies and we kind of almost live outside our bodies. So for me, it was very grounding to write stuff so much about bodies. As a kid, Almaz was ahead of the class, enjoying books like Lady Chatterley's Lover and On Chesil Beach. She wasn't exposed to super sexy stuff, but she did like books which referenced sex. I've always been a massive reader and um, I think I was always reading ahead of my age group. So discovered quite a lot of stuff that had sex in quite early, like way before I was actually ever doing any sex stuff. I had like read, read about it. I was kind of fascinated by like feelings that you could get, like physical feelings. And I got the impression that it was something that was important to quite a lot of people. And the way that it was often set up in books was it was taboo but also something that it was something that adults did and it was really fun and that people were kind of aiming for in life. I'd seen pop-ups on the internet when I was younger. When did we get a computer at home? In about 2001. So I'd seen some porn but it wasn't really... Mainstream porn is very... It's not a reflection of how people behave in real life basically. Um, So I, I think that you have to be kind of careful if you're watching porn too young and then translating what you see in mainstream porn into what you actually do in your own sex life. Almas didn't jump into erotic writing straight away. She started her blog at university. I left it for a few years, maybe two or three years before coming back to writing something raunchy. So I started this blog and started posting some of my erotic pieces there so my uni friends kind of read it and actually I used to go to parties and sometimes read read them out I'd be like oh guys look what I did last night and then I'd like get it up uh, from my diary or like or on the internet or whatever and then read it and everyone was like oh that's that's uh, quite quite raunchy because I don't think people had ever read anything raunchy written by a fellow student before and then actually I noticed that my style kind of changed and it became more stereotypical. And actually, I don't think that's, that kind of stuff is successful. Like, it's quite different from my usual kind of singular style. I write very simply with a lot of emphasis on physical feelings rather than in and out kind of thing. And I find it really difficult. Like, I try not to use words like penis and vagina because I think it kind of stalls the writing. And then other euphemisms just sound really really odd so that's what I really struggle with like naming naming body parts so I kind of leave that out and put the sentence together in such a way that you know what's happening to a body part without having to name it. Our guest Almas uses plenty of interesting techniques to find inspiration she's always discussing her stories with mates. So to write my stories we'll just be like chatting just one Friday night about something and then so I'll think of a situation that we might have been talking about. And then I think, how can I turn this into a scene and then create a bit of a a narrative around it? Um, Because I write in vignette form, I don't have to be so on the ball with time frames. So I write really short pieces. Like the longest thing I think I've ever written is 800 words. And some of my pieces are just 150 words. So really, really short. So you can't tackle super 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 deep issues in that space but you kind of get an idea of the overall feeling which is quite nice. Inspiration strikes in strange places so now that we've all got iPhones I do write a few bits down just in the notes section of my iPhone Um, but then I usually write properly at home Um, and on my writing desk I have two 
artists' posable mannequins that I've actually brought into the studio because it's quite hard to choreograph realistic sex scenes. So I spend a lot of time posing them and like pretending that they're banging, basically, to write the stories. And since I started using them, I think my stories have like become a lot more, they flow a lot better. Otherwise, I was just like imagining stuff and I would close my eyes, but sometimes it's difficult to to remember where different hands are. And because if you've got two, even two people, you've got four hands. And if you're doing group sex scene, there's just lots of, lots of things going on. People ask me all the time, is it you? And I say that it's not. If you look, um, look how we've drawn Kaylee each time, she looks different. And people think it's me because often I'm the only reference point that they have of a woman of colour who's owning their sexuality. I mean, there are many other women out there doing stuff, but people who have seen the project think that it's me. Alma's is doing something original. In the context of erotic fiction, there are so few good writers talking about race and sex. She's always rethinking how she approaches things. Because I think words like penis and vagina are very medical and don't fit well in entertainment writing. They, they sometimes work really well for comedy value, but what I write is not really comedic. So I think that's something that I have to explore more, kind of trying to find ways of possibly mentioning body parts. In some of my writing, I have used words like cock and like pussy and stuff, but the stuff that I'm writing now it just doesn't feel quite right. It just feels a bit coarse for the type of writing that I'm doing. Although what I write is really very, very, very explicit. And some of it is non-consensual, which is problematic, but it's, it's fiction. Now with more experience under her belt, Almas has launched her own erotic fiction project. She's even looking to crowdfund it this February. But I wonder what her friends think of it all. They just, they kind of said it was good and that it was dirty and raunchy, but not, not in a negative way, but just kind of, yeah, for them it was more like they, they never thought of someone from their peer group writing that kind of stuff. You usually think of someone a lot older writing that kind of stuff. Dealing with your friends' reactions is one thing, but appreciation for Almas's writing is growing all the time. And to USP, she's writing about it as a woman of colour. So it's really important for me that Kaylee is visibly darker skinned because I'm sure you've noticed that there's a trend for really honest depictions of women's sexuality at the moment. But in the mainstream media, this is mainly viewed by Caucasian women's experiences. Like we hardly ever see women of colour on TV or read about them in books depicted when they're depicted in risque encounters. So I've kind of cast Kaylee the way you see her to kind of challenge the status quo. Also, we don't really get to see showcases of work by women of colour. So I've deliberately gone out and commissioned loads to take on roles within my project. So Paris, who's the illustrator, she's Caribbean heritage. And then I've got lots of my experts who are also women of colour too. And then at my event, I had Bridget Minamore and Yomi Adeyoke to read some of their books as well. So that was good. I really think that black women's sexuality isn't discussed enough. And when it is, it's kind of discussed in a dysfunctional the viewpoint is taken that it's a dysfunction that needs to be sorted out rather than just women going about their way, trying to pull people, whether it's ill-advised or not, but just the same way that any other women go about being sexy in the world. Sometimes 
women of colour sexuality is dealt in kind of really hard-hitting films, precious and things like that, that it's har- like really harmful stuff. And we, we don't really see women's sexuality depicted in a more light-hearted way in general. I've just been making a Kickstarter video to kind of explain the project. I have nine examples of shows that did really, really well commercially in the mainstream. And basically none of them have any black characters in. So I looked at The Diary of a Call Girl, 600 Bottles of Wine, Girls, Fleabag, The L Word, and all these different ones. Oh, Sex and the City, um, notoriously um, bad for diversity. And I think at the moment there is... She's Got to Have It, that came out on Netflix, which was a recent remake of the Spike Lee film. Um, And she's um, an artist and she's polyamorous. But apart from that, I mean, I haven't looked at, like, everything that's out there, but there's really hardly any portrayals of women of colour in certain um, situations who are kind of owning their sexuality and not, not prostitutes. August Almas uses her writing to explore new sexualities and relationships. And if you're into this podcast, then I'm sure you'll understand the complexity and diversity of the sexual experience. That's what we're all about. Reading Almas' website, she gets that as much as anyone. At the moment, all the pieces that I'm writing are going on a web platform called KayleeDanielsDated.com. And it's about a fictional character called Kaylee, And the launch story is about her 30th birthday party. And she gets embroiled with her pal called Jack. Um, and then she goes on to write about her other adventures with all kinds of different people. And then from that, um, I take a theme from each of the raunchy stories and commission an expert uh, or a sexpert to write about um, that theme to hopefully educate people about their sexuality and desires and bodies. So some of the themes that I'm talking about in the body talk pieces are how to avoid um, UTIs or cystitis, exhibitionism, some people are really into flaunting themselves, polyamory, um, there are lots of people living in cities who are really rejecting the idea of monogamy, um, but still people don't really know much about it. So I've had someone write a piece about that. And then physical attraction, which is really interesting because there's always debates about whether we're attracted to things because we've been culturally told about them in the media or whether there's something innate behind it and whether people do actually like certain ratios of faces and bodies. Um, So that one's coming out later in December, so I'm excited for that one. And then, of course, there's one about consent, which is really, really important with all the stuff that's happening with Me Too, etc. Thanks for listening to My First Time, a mostly sexy sex podcast from Broadly. And thank you very much to our guest, Alma Zohini. Check out her website at kayleedanielsdated.com. That's Kaylee spelled K-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H. My name is Zing Singh, and I'm the UK editor at Broadly. This episode was produced by Sam Bonham. If you like what you hear, rate us and subscribe to the podcast. And please check out the article on Broadly featuring Almaz. See you next week. Thank you. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 